Welcome to Looking for Life. I'm Kirk Packer, and I'm here with my co-host, George Thompson. And this week on this edition of Looking for Life, we sense the Lord leading us to speak about courage. Courage in the face of a world that does not want to hear what Jesus has to say. Even though Jesus is speaking life and he wants to give all of us life and life abundantly, when we choose to reject that, then we don't want to hear what Jesus has to say. But as his followers, he has called us to be his voice. And that takes a measure of courage to speak out. And if you live in the U.S., you are in a culture that is becoming more and more hostile to the gospel. If you're in another country, you may be in a place that is even more hostile to the gospel in the U.S. But no matter where we're at, the enemy wants us to simply remain silent, to not let the words of Jesus be known. And one of the scriptures the Lord brought to my mind comes out of Revelation in the 21st chapter, where it's talking about the the new heaven and the new earth, and it's saying that those who are victorious will inherit the new heaven and the new earth. But then in verse 8, it also gives a warning to those who will not inherit all of this. Uh, to those who will instead be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. And as it goes through and describes those people, uh, there's a list of them that, that we would assume, the murderers, the sexually immoral, the idolaters, and so on. But the very first one that's mentioned is the cowardly. The cowardly. Cowardliness is the opposite of courage. It's backing down when we have a sense that we're being threatened. And if we follow Jesus, the scripture doesn't say that you might be persecuted. The scripture says, Jesus declared, you will be. And so in the midst of that, we need courage. And the good news is, is that we don't have to stir it up within ourselves The Holy Spirit gives it, but we must be open to receiving it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about, you know, our nation as a whole and we have got it. We're spoiled people. And I know I've mentioned that before on on the podcast, but the reason most of the time we don't stand up in the name of Jesus or be more uh, courage mindset is we're just laid back type people. We live in a nation like that. We're not a third world country where we're trying to change something. We like, we like it here, you know? And so we're not doing that, but in the midst of that, we're coming to the place now where the land, where the line has been drawn in the sand in our nation. And you've got to choose one or the other. And our mindset and what God is preparing us for is something different now and something I've never seen in my own lifetime. And it, it's time that we're going to have to stand up and 
speak the truth, be encourageable in the truth, and speak the truth to our fellow neighbors and or whoever we may be around. We live in a nation that doesn't force you to believe in Christianity. This is what has been termed a free nation where you can worship whatever and however you so choose. And up to this point, the attitude has been, you can worship Jesus, you can go to your church, but don't try to to push it on me. And so there's been this quiet, you know, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. But that's coming to a head as the culture is becoming more and more vile. They're reaching a point where they don't even want you speaking things against them to one another in your church behind closed doors, let alone out in public, or we're going to make it a crime because you are hating on me. And it, it's easy to say, oh, that, that, that sounds right. I don't want to hate people. Jesus is love. Well, we're not called to hate, but we are called to speak truth. And when somebody is doing things that are harmful to them and others, Jesus spoke the truth about it, and he's calling us to be his voice now. Yeah, and it's so true. And the thing that we're getting away from is the Word of God. That is the truth. That That's what determines everything when it comes to truth. But when you start watering down or twisting the truth, that's when you get yourself in trouble. And, you know, so many times we see through the Gospels where Jesus... He doesn't take the easy road out. Um, Even at 12 years of age, I mean, he's speaking in the synagogues and he's not watering it down. He's speaking the truth in a bold manner. And as we've been talking this morning or this afternoon, I was just thinking about, you know, here he is and we're talking about courage today, but he's walking and he's calling disciples out right, right off the boat. They're just getting right off the boat, they're with their dad, whatever, come follow me. Does that not take courage to do that, to follow Jesus? And and I feel like, in a sense, that that that's what God's calling us to do today. Follow me. Not not the world, not anything else. Follow Jesus. The Word of God is offensive. When I read it, I get offended (laughs) because it speaks against me. And I've got a choice in that situation. I either rebel and say, well, forget it, or I submit. Well, everyone has that reaction, and we are called to share that. And the thing is, is that some will submit and be saved. Some will not, and they will become violent. And that's what happened in the time of Jesus, with Jesus and the disciples. Jesus declared, I didn't come to bring peace. I came, rather, he didn't come to bring division, but what he came to do was to bring the light. And as the light comes into the darkness, there's this battle that rages. And that's what we are seeing today. And 
the subtle temptation that the enemy wants to give us is, well, just just kind of be quiet. Mm. And when you look at Jesus, there were people, the Scripture declares this several times in the Gospels, there were people that believed in him, but the Scriptures say they were quiet because they didn't want to get thrown out of the synagogue. They didn't want to experience negative consequences for declaring that he was the Messiah, and we face the same thing today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just thinking about Peter. You know, he gets a bad rap so much of the time for his denial, but at the same time, Peter also had a lot of courage. I mean, he stepped up, cut, cut the ear off a man to what he thought was saving Christ. And, you know, he wasn't he wasn't um, afraid, per se, to make a fool out of himself to be, you know, to be that man of courage. And, and I just think about so much of the time with the disciples and Jesus, you know, the disciples are constantly learning in the midst of Jesus, as you would think. But at the same time, they're they're. They're, they're trying to figure this out. What's going on with our Lord and Savior? How can we be be encouraged ourselves, but yet walk in courage like Jesus? Another lie the enemy can tell us, as you're talking about Peter there, is we don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to say something that's going to embarrass the Lord, embarrass ourselves. And so sometimes we can buy the subtle lie from the enemy of, I'll leave that to other people because I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. Well, here's the deal. You are going to say the wrong thing. You talk long enough, you're going to say the wrong thing. Um, You know, I'm someone that the Lord's called into ministry and I teach and preach on a regular basis. And guess what? I'm always growing in the knowledge of the Lord, which means I've got to backtrack sometimes and say, you know what, this thing I said a while back, as the Lord's leading me through the scriptures more, I've got to say I don't agree with that. And and it's just, it's part of it. The Lord wants us to go forth. Should we try and speak truth and (laughs) speak it correctly? Absolutely. But should we hold back until we've got it all together and we're not going to say anything wrong? That day will never come. You will never speak. Yeah. And, and so much of the time when we when we step out in courage, um, you know, think about King David uh, when he faced Goliath. He, it took courage for him to come out there. Um, it also took faith for him to stand there uh, before the Lord. And but but he was willing to do that. He was willing to risk it all to prove who he was. And, you know, courage sometimes um is is hard to do, but it, it is very rewarding when you do it, when you do it in the ways of God, as, as King David did. And when we mess up, and we will, God is a loving Father. When you see Peter messing up, when you see David messing up, does God call them on it? Yes, because he's a loving Father, and he wants to redirect us. Does he condemn them and say, ah, you're of no use to me? No. He shows them where they're wrong, redirects them, and they go on down the course. That's what we're called to do. We're children. We don't have it all together. We're never going to reach that point. But we're called to, to be his vessel and to get out there and to speak to the best 
of our ability, but to speak. Yeah. And, and just switch gears here just a little bit. I'm, I'm thinking about Paul. Um, you know, Paul stood out in boldness. He was a, you know, a Roman citizen. Um, what he thought was doing right, proclaiming God and all that, but he was killing the message of Jesus. But his courage was still very profound. And But in the midst of all that, um, as he traveled down that road and as he continued to do what he did, before, I mean, actually he was Saul, but when he, once he was converted into Paul, I mean, look at his courage and how after the road to Damascus, how, how he just took off in a way and he just not only did he make up time in a sense, but, but he just really showed his courage and his love for Christ. Yeah. And in order to do that, he had to take his eyes off of who he was without Jesus and without the spirit within him. We have an accuser, you know, scripture declares that the enemy is an accuser and He's constantly accusing us. He's constantly... And and the troubling part about his accusations is there's oftentimes a lot of truth in them. However, that does not disqualify us because we are qualified through the blood of Jesus. He removes the guilt, the shame from us, and then he doesn't stop there. He gives us the Holy Spirit. And so the Lord is looking for people who will simply have courage and be bold. When he was talking to his disciples and he was saying, you're going to be brought before these authorities and it's going to be intimidating, but guess what? The Holy Spirit's going to be there and as you open your mouth, I'm going to give you the words. But if you sit there and focus on the words of the accuser that he's telling you that are true, you're going to get taken out, you're going to become cowardly, and you're not going to speak out. Yeah, and, and it's so true. I mean, when you think about the book of Acts and, and where um, Peter just, you know, just took off and, and God blessed him and, and they added to the church, you know, number 3,000. But, but in the midst of that, they still, they still heard the enemy. They still heard the people speak out, oh, they're drunk, they're not, they don't know what they're doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. But but Peter didn't stop there. He just continued on in the Lord's work. He was, he kept his courage. He followed the Lord. He listened to the Spirit, and he just did what they were calling him to do. Peter watched the authorities kill his Savior, watched them crucify him um, in a torturous way, and then... In the beginning of Acts, we see him stand up and say, you crucified Jesus. He doesn't whitewash it. He gets out there, and the thing is, they did, and he saw it, and he knows what they're capable of. The but is, though, is that he also saw Jesus rise from the grave. And so he gained courage through that. He knew that Although the enemy was no doubt accusing him, he knew the power of Jesus. And, and that's where we've got to go. We can't sit around and think, 
well, I don't want to speak up because so-and-so over there, I saw how they, you know, just tore them apart, and I don't want to go through that. Well, we never know what Jesus is going to do. We're just called to, to step up and to speak when he says speak, and don't assume that you know how it's going to turn out. Because when Peter spoke up, instead of being attacked, there were thousands that were saved that day. Yeah. And and as I think about that, and, and just what a miraculous day that must have been. I mean, being in that church and literally saving, I mean, God saved 3,000. Um, and just, you know, just just trying to put that in your mind, it's just amazing. But but at the same time, God used the courage of Peter here to lead the church. And that's what he's calling us to do, is to be encouraged, be encouraged through Christ and lead the church here. Speak the truth. Bring the gospel, bring the gospel of Jesus Christ alive here. Don't be silent. Speak it. In a loving, humble, compassionate way, but yet don't water down the truth. Yeah. And it's, it's just not easy to do as I think about the uh, Supreme Court justice that was confirmed recently. And I mean, you don't see somebody who's um, in her, you don't see a person who's attacking and being belligerent or any of that, but she has a faith in Jesus and because of that, there was this attacks that came. And if you're someone sitting there watching that and you're like, man, you know, she, she, <laughs> she doesn't even seem to have anything to attack, but yet they're attacking her. And then I look at myself and I'm like, I've got some things to attack. Do I really want to do this? And maybe you don't even have that full thought process, but it just kind of happens inside of you. Kind of like, oh, do I want to stand up against this? But the Lord is calling us to do so. He's calling us to do so because otherwise we become the cowardly and it's not the cowardly that inherit the kingdom. It's those who take courage and walk in the steps of Jesus and simply speak truth and speak light in the midst of darkness. Yeah. And when you think about it, if you're not engaged in the fight, you get taken out. What happened to David? He wasn't engaged in war. What happened to him? He got taken out because he wasn't engaged. And it's so important. And and you're exactly right, Kirk. I mean, is this an easy task to lead in the midst right now of our nation? Absolutely not. But God is calling us to speak the truth. Uh, there, There's people out there that need leaders. There's people out there that love Jesus, and they're not called to lead. Um, but, but some of us are called to lead and, and we need to step into that with courage. But, but at the same time, we also need to remember that we've got the word of God. We've got the spirit of God. We've got God, the father, and we've got Jesus Christ. I mean, what else do you need here? We're, we're standing here with an army <laughs> that, that can take us or do anything through us. And, and, but we need we need to be proactive in the ways God has taught us through His Word. When we talk about spreading the Word, Jesus compared that to spreading seed. Mm. And when you think about that parable, 
three out of the four instances he gave, three out of the four talking about soil types, they did not produce a harvest. Only one really took the message and produced a harvest. And so even if you're someone that has shared the gospel, maybe the enemy causes you to look back and go, well, did that really do much good? Think about so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, the one who rejected quickly, the one who at first seemed good but didn't last very long, the one who was really going good for a while but then they got wrapped up in other things. And I sense the enemy bringing those things against me. And I want to just say, oh, what, what good is it? And, of course, he neglects to mention the ones who really did produce a lot of, of fruit. And so in thinking about that, as we spread the word, not everyone's going to receive it. And some of those who do, uh, it's not going to pan out, but we're called to spread it, and God will bring about a harvest through it. And sometimes, sometimes we don't even know who it's impacting. Right now, you and I are talking. This is going out over airwaves. There will be people listening, and we don't know who they are, and we don't know how the Lord will, will use it. We're just simply doing what God has called us to do. Yeah. And it, you know, again, when you think about um, ju- just the the world as a whole, if you will, and um, just in the midst of trying to lead people in the right way, I mean, the reason we don't like the Word of God, for instance, is it convicts our heart, but it does something more than that. It changes us. It changes who we are. Because it, it cuts in, it circumcises the heart to change us who we are, and it makes us more like Christ. And But if we continue on down a path there where there's no conviction, where there's no circumcision, where, where there's no change of direction, we're headed straight for hell. We have no other plans but to head straight for hell because we've seen in our own nation— when people get what they want, they want more of what they want, not what's what's good for them. And and we can say it in our own lives. Our flesh wants what it wants. But but if we'll stand in courage and believe in what this Bible teaches us, then we'll get the reward. We will finish the race well. As we talk about courage, my mind also goes to Joshua, whom the Lord told over and over, don't be afraid, but but take courage. And the situation that he and the others were in is that God had promised them a better life, a new land. And he's promised all of us that. But at the time, they were not there. They had to take courage, though, and engage. They had to cross over a river, and they had to engage the enemy. Now, as we look at the story and how it plays out, as Joshua took courage, it was the Lord who defeated the enemy. It wasn't the people, but they had to engage. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to engage. Do we have the ability to overcome the enemy? Nope. But guess what? When you engage and you open your mouth and you speak truth when God calls you to, you are going to see some supernatural stuff happen. When you cower and you back down, you're not going to 
And then you're going to be sitting around going, I never see the Lord do anything. What, you know, and, and the, the unbelief and the cowardice is going to just continue to, to grow. Um, but on the other hand, if we step forward and are courageous, I think the courage is going to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, but, but that you're exactly right. You've got to step in. You've got to step in and embrace Jesus, listen to Jesus, be guided by Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and just as it comes to you, just continually pray. What's going on? Well, what are we doing here? You know, and not only, you know, God doesn't always speak instantly. Um, he, he's teaching you. So, you know, in the midst of that, you, you, you listen and, and you react to what he's telling you and uh, over and over and over in our lives. And Kirk and I've got many stories where we've seen the Lord work uh, in, in many ways in our lives. And um, you know, no matter what it was, we, we had to have faith. We had to have courage to stand. And I'm thinking about one of my daughters that was at Eastern and um, she was asked to write a paper and she wrote about Jesus and, and the professor tried to, call her out on it and ridicule her and said he was going to fail her because she, you know, wrote about Jesus. But you know what happened? She got an A. She got an A out of the class. And that's that's just who God is. But she had to trust him in the midst of that. It would have been so easy just to back down and say, you know, it's not worth it. It's not like I'm really rejecting the Lord here. I'm just going to, you know, just try to get through this. Yeah, she called on her church to praise what she did, if you remember. And, and we did. And God answered. Yeah. And even if you've been in a spot like that and you didn't move forward and you backed down, that doesn't change what you can do today. You you can make a new choice. So we just want to encourage you to take courage because the Lord gives it if you'll just open up and just say, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll speak when you say speak and then watch what the Lord does. Any last thoughts, George? I'm just thinking you can't do it on your own. Just allow Jesus to do it. I mean, over and over and over. He won battles. <laughs> he done so much. All he's asking you to do is engage. Amen. The The path of following Jesus is not easy, but it's exciting. And God's the one that makes it exciting. Um, but just trust him. Take some little steps. Watch what he does. We pray that you've been encouraged and that you will continue to experience more and more life in the Lord. God bless. Jesus, give